Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and this is part two of our episode with Swapnil. Swapnil is the CEO of Swing Vision, which is the AI tennis app that brings you shot tracking, video analysis, and line calling using just your iPhone or iPad. So for us adult recreational players, we can see what we did right or we didn't do right after a match, which I think is really cool. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen, but here's part two. So Swapnil, can you tell us how you were able to get James Blake and Andy Roddick to invest in Swing Vision? Yeah, for sure. It's that's a really funny story. Now I, I, it's like becoming uh, so like heard around everywhere. Um, but everyone should hear it because it's really funny. Um, yeah. So I well, so James, it was interesting. Um, a friend of mine from my high school, actually here in the Bay Area, ended up playing professionally. He got as high ranked as like almost six hundred in the world. Um, he was a legend at our school. His name is John Lamble. So. He, growing up, had a physio that he was really close with, and his physio ended up making a product called Crampsaway, um, which you may have heard of. Stan Wawrinka used it in the U.S. Open final when he beat Novak Djokovic. A lot of a lot of players have used it. Oh. Um, it's basically like this solution that you swirl in your mouth and then takes away your cramps in like thirty seconds or something crazy. I don't. know. I've never used it, but I would. I think I want to try it now. Yeah, we need. <laughs> it. I definitely have problems with that. <laughs> Another thing we need. <laughs> in the summer, especially, it's like super hot. So check out Crapsaway. It's a good product. But um, okay. <laughs> but anyways, so um, so James Blake, after he retired, he was trying to run marathons and then he was cramping up. So then he kind of like discovered this product. He ended up like working with them, became the face of the company, actually. So he's like one of the biggest proponents of the product now. And so um, and that physio started using like Swing Vision, like an earlier version of it. Like their first version of the, of the app was actually like, just for your watch. So you could like keep scores, but it was like really basic. So he was using that. He was a big fan of it. And he he wanted, he saw like what we we're trying to do with the video and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, um, the physio, his name is David Clark. He, he introduced me to James. So he actually went down with me to San Diego. We met like at some country club with James, just like hung out there for a bit. And I, I was still at Tesla at this time. It was just like a weekend trip for me. Um, I, I kind of pitched him my idea that like, I want to do everything with the video. And I thought he was going to think I was like crazy, but he immediately jumped on it. He was like, this is amazing. Like, I totally think you're going to be able to do this. And this is going to be so valuable, not just for amateurs, but even all the way up to the professional level. So James just like saw right through it and like even beyond what I was thinking. So I didn't even think about the professional space actually, but he saw like all the way up and he's like every single level of the sport needs this and like doesn't have it other than like if you're playing in center court at like a big stadium, you know, match or something. But otherwise you don't have any data. Even, even if like Serena is practicing, you know, I mean, think about it. Like if you're a professional player, most of the hours on the court are on a practice court. It's not on the match court. That's a very small percentage of your time playing tennis. And they only have data on the match court. They have no data on the practice court. So um, so that like blew my mind. I was like, wow, okay, this is actually much bigger than what I was thinking. So so anyway, so James um, ended up investing. So he was basically the first investor, um, which is really cool. And then we wanted to try to get another player. So then he had an exhibition to match uh, going on in Texas. So I went out there with him for that. Um, and there were a lot of legends at that event. So it was Andy Roddick was there, but it was also John McEnroe and Jim Creer as well. Um, and so I got to meet all of them. Um, we were, it was really weird. Like we were in the locker room. I, that's kind of where I just hung out the whole time. Um, so it was a very interesting experience, but, uh, but I got to meet all of them, which is really cool and kind of got the kind of behind the scenes access of what they were doing, which is actually really fascinating. Um, like Andy, for example, he like, when he initially walked in, then 
he like had some food. Then he was like signing a bunch of like autographs of a bunch of stuff that they gave him. Then he'd go out and like play a match with like James and they'd come back, like get a massage, get a shower. Like it was just very fascinating. I'd never seen that before. Right. So that was like, that was pretty cool. Um, and then pitching to all of them was also, was also pretty interesting. And are you just sitting there? Are you just sitting in the, in the locker room? Yeah, it's literally, I'm just like, there's like a little couch there and I'm just there on my laptop. Like I was actually like doing some coding in between. Um, and it's just like the four legends and like me and like some of the times like the agents coming in or something, but, right. um, I felt so out of place. I was like, this is so awkward. Like I'm just here on my laptop. Like the, I'm wearing like jeans. These guys are wearing like shorts. They're like all sweaty, getting massages. Like I shouldn't even be like seeing this. Like this is very personal. I don't know. It's really, it's really weird. It's funny. Um, but it was cool. It was, it was like a fun experience for sure. I'll never forget it. And then, um, yeah. And then, and then there was like some downtime between some of the matches and I actually got to like sit down and like show them like a little deck that I prepared, like a slide deck and like show them like my vision for the company and everything. Um, and uh, Andy and Jim were the most interested. Uh, John, John wasn't that interested in talking that much. Um, he shook my head and it was funny. I remember John was like, oh, Swapno, like, that's not a name you hear every day. So that's, that was like the most of my interaction with John. Um, but uh, but uh, Jim and Andy were like actually super interested. They were both talking to me for almost like half an hour, um, asking really good, thoughtful questions about the company. How big can this be? Like, you know, what's the potential here and what's it trying to do and how does it compare to other solutions and all that stuff. So I could tell they were both, they were both asking like really good questions as, as potential investors. Um, and then um, Andy, I could tell was like a little bit more interested. Jim was also interested, but I think he has probably a little bit less experience in investing. And he's actually done a lot of investing more so on the real estate side, but he's actually invested in a few startups. Yeah. Um, but one kind of funny thing which happened was basically end of the evening, all the matches are done. The guys are about to leave. Um, and he actually lives, I think, I think in North Carolina. So he had to like fly back to North Carolina. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like he can't find his phone. <laughs> so he's kind of panicking. He has a flight, like probably in an hour or two. Um, and we're, we're, we're all like looking around, like we were all like trying to find it in like various parts of the locker room and like just could not find it. We weren't sure if he like lost it on the court or something. Um, and then James actually tried to call it from his phone, but nothing's happening. So I was like, maybe it's just on silent or something. Um, and so I was like, well, I think you can play a sound on the phone. If, if you log into iCloud, like you can use find my iPhone basically. Um, and so Andy wasn't aware of that. That existed, but I just had my laptop there, so I was like, "Just, just try, try to sign in. Let's, let's try this. Like, I think it might work." So he actually signed in, um, and it was pretty weird because, like, he signs in. I can see like all the devices on his like family's account. Like, it says like Brooks like iPhone. I was like, "This is so weird." Right. <laughs> um, and then I and then I saw yeah. his iPhone, and then I like clicked a little button to like play the sound, and then I actually played it, and it was just like somewhere in the corner right. of the locker room. So he actually found it. Uh, and he was like so shocked. And then he just came up to me and he's like, are you on Venmo? I'll Venmo you 50K right now. Um, and so, <laughs> so, you know, how he is like, he's like, he's so yes, like, <laughs> uh, he's just so sarcastic. Yeah, all the time. He's um, a goof. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny with him. He's like, you can't tell when he's like being serious or making a joke sometimes because his humor is like so dry. Um, but it's, it's really funny. Right. But yeah, so he was pretty impressed, I think. <laughs> but yeah. And then a few weeks later, then he like wrote back and then was like, yeah, I'm in on this. So like, he was really excited about it. So, um, and that was, that was that. So they've both been a big part of it since then. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. We saw that interview with him and he was saying all the great things about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And did you stay, did you stay logged into his um, family <laughs> account so you could track? I was like, I want to see what more so I can, can learn from about Andy here. No. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. Brooke today? <laughs> no, no, I, I yeah, they're logged out, but <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> that's awesome. 
So you've talked about how the app can improve um, adult recreational tennis players games. Um, the one thing that I noticed, I don't know if you've heard any pushback, but I, as soon as I got it in December, I was on the court, you know, a couple days later, a week later, whatever. And I said to the four women I was playing with, like, have you heard of this AI software? This is amazing. My husband got it for me. My husband actually got me um, a, a tripod to go along with the software. which So he gave me that combo deal. But, um, you know, some of them were like, it, I think it just depends on who wants to adopt it or not. Like some people are like, oh, you know, they're kind of, there's a lot of old school tennis players, right? But then there's a lot of like the Carolyn's and I and you that we know we're going to play for a really long time. We want that data. Um, we want to improve our game. We we have an iWatch or, you know, an Apple Watch on and we can look at it. So have you heard anything? I mean, are you just, you sounds like you're just plugging forward with all the great features, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think it's a, it's interesting because like you, you usually don't want to make a product that's changing people's behavior, but this is a somewhat of a behavior change um, and it's something new and people are always a little bit afraid of something new, but I think right. we've definitely seen some hesitation. It's usually in certain, certain like probably like older demographics where maybe like not, mm-hmm. not as used, they're like more concerned about privacy and things like that. And that's obviously really important for us, oh. um, you know, to make sure like you're comfortable being recorded and things like that. But that's probably the biggest pushback we get sometimes we don't see that as much like in the junior space, although I guess parents can be protective too. But I think, you know, people realize that like this is a really valuable tool for them. It's making the experience of tennis mm-hmm. better, especially with like line calling and things like that. And it's it's worth doing that. And as long as we're just being transparent about like what your you know options are in terms of privacy. I mean, you, if you want, you can make it so that like you record the video and like no one else in the world can like see that video. Like that's totally mm-hmm. fine if you want to do that. Like we have no qualms with that. So, you know, you have pretty granular privacy settings. You can do it so like, just me and my opponent can watch this video and like no one else can. So, um, you know, so I think those kinds of things will probably make people a little bit more comfortable about kind of being on video and potentially using it eventually. Um, and I think right now, right now we're focused on people who are like more, I guess, you know, familiar with technology, like really into the new technology, trying newer things. Um, and then I think that's kind of how you have to start, but eventually as people get more familiar with it, more used to it, more comfortable with it, then I think everyone starts using it. You know, you kind of have that wider adoption and think it's just more of like an education and needs to become part of like the tennis culture, I think. So I think as that happens slowly over time, then, um, we'll see like, you know, even people who would have never thought to use it will actually be like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I know everybody I know uses it. So I'm definitely going to use it. And then you kind of build the trust as well. So. Uh, it's all it's all going to take time, but yeah. I think we're kind of moving along there, and there'll always be a little bit of pushback along the way. But um, overall, yeah. I feel like we're doing things the right way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. And and we are adult recreational tennis players. And what Aaron and I realized is that we do not look great on video. But nobody does. None of us do. None of right. us are yeah. that great at tennis. So, <laughs> but it is very eye opening. Even the one time when Aaron filmed us, that yeah. oh, this is what I'm doing. This is what I even yeah. look like out there. I mean, right. I think I texted Aaron back and I was like, "Did you put us on slow motion? Like, did you slow this down?" <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I thought did. I was like, "Did you ripping. slow that video down?" I thought I was ripping a winner, and I was not. You know, <laughs> so it was really beneficial. Yeah. It's very well, beneficial. There is a there's a two X option, so you can watch it at twice speed, and then you'll feel like you're hitting really. <laughs> oh, good! We can speed ours up. <laughs> so that's always fun to watch. That's it's what like, we need oh, to yeah. do. <laughs> Maybe we'll add like yeah. a one point five, yeah, so it's like awesome. a little bit faster. It still feels realistic, but <laughs> right. Yeah, no. that's the video we're going to show people. 
Yeah. The yeah. Two, yeah, the two times. That's what we should do, Aaron, and be like, wow, we're really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, you, you have people like Roger who hits so beautifully and it just like ruins it for everybody. But I mean, it's fine. You know, I think like people yes. still really enjoy it. You can still watch kind of like everybody still has like amazing shots that they hit once in a while in the match. And it's like, those are so fun to like relive those moments or you have like a funny celebration after, right? So it's like, there's, there's other things beyond just your game. I think that, that we're starting to discover that are like a part of the experience too, right? So, um, yeah. Yes. Thanks again to Swap Neil for being on the podcast. We have one more episode with him where we will discuss what he sees as the future of Swing Vision and also his most memorable moment playing adult recreational tennis. We also have an affiliate link and discount code for Swing Vision. So it'd be helping the podcast if you ordered Swing Vision through our link in our show notes or on our website. You would get $20 off a year subscription. So it would be $129.99. Or you could get $100 off the subscription and foam mount bundle, which would be $159.99. And that includes the mount that sticks your phone on top of the back fence, which Swapnil says is the best way to do it. So it's a great deal. And we hope you check that out. If you'd like to see a picture of Swapnil, please go to our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. <laughs>